You ever hopped in on a shower with a lady? Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 184, your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandan. With me, as always, getting us through those dog days of summer. Most awesome. Ooh, we got two-a-days, baby. Training camp right, season. Yeah, we do have two-a-days. We have two-a-days coming up with Brandan a gambling corner. Yeah, all right. Man. Kicked the can a little too far on that. Uh, how's it going, buddy? How's your week been? Good, man. Oh, we had Tree Watch 2.0. Tree Watch is back. Tree Watch. What's going That's on? Right. This time it's personal. I got a chainsaw. <laughs> tree, tree Watch the third. The third, yeah. So we had uh, we had a big storm on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, we've I don't know if you remember. You probably do. We have a big, big, huge tree. We got a lot of trees in our neighborhood. Big, big, huge tree in our front yard. Got a text from the nanny that, hey, I think one of the trees came down in your front yard. And so I was like, all right, she sends me a picture, like a bay window in our kitchen, all yeah. just like just leaves, looks like a giant bush in front of our tree or in front of our windows there. Uh, came home. I don't know. It, it it landed perfectly. It broke off the branch. We looked at it. Must have been like hanging over the driveway. Mm-hmm. Got pushed in, broke off fell down in between the garage area and like our, the front of our house, just landing perfectly with like the, the meat end of the branch getting caught up in the, this front little, like six foot tree that we have in there. Totally missed our nanny's car. Totally missed everything. Did a little bit of damage to the soffit. So then I got a chainsaw from Menards. Shout out Menards. What up Menards? <laughs> and, and, uh, I hacked that thing down and was working till like 10 o'clock at night trying to cut it all down. It oh, was just nice. Like, yeah, just just that that chainsaw blaring through the neighborhood until like oh, 10 yeah. p.m. Oh, nice, bro. Get out there. Did you do it shirtless, bro? No, not shirtless. No, no, no. Oh. You gotta be safe. You got wood chips <laughs> flying. I had I had protective eyewear on. I was oh, safe. Nice. The neighbor, the neighborhood kid, Jacob. Shout out Jacob. Jacob came <laughs> over. He just wanted to work the chainsaw. He came over and helped out too. Shout out Jacob. You know what we didn't find? I'm glad the tree landed safe. Are there any other trees that like could actually do some damage if they fell over? In our neighbor, in in my na- in my backyard, yes. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. in the in the neighborhoods, we must have been on like like ground zero for for like high winds because there was some. We got lucky. Some of the houses got fucked up. Oh really? Ooh. Yeah. Everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. Good. Shout out Jacob. Shout out Jacob. Shout out Menards. (laughs) What's up, Menards? Return policy. I'm coming back with that. Oh, one thing you won't be taking back is episode 180. You're going to want this, guys. Uh, We got ripped from the headlines. We're doing NFL rookie QB watch. You're going to hit that inbox. We're doing Neapolitan Showdown, worst cars we owned. And do Brandana Gambling Corner. We got a little behind on the NFL future. Started a little late. Stuck up on us. We're still going to get through them, though, guys. <laughs> do the AFC West and AFC North. And we're going to finish, as we always do, with their MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Rip from the headlines, NFL rookie QB watch. Uh, 
so we got the first preseason game under our belts. Uh, got to see at least a couple drives from um, some of these rooks. Were you able yeah. to check them out? Watch some of the games? Yeah, I was able to see some of the highlights. Some I, I, I taped. I wanted to see Trevor Lawrence yeah. and the Jaguars. Um, but yeah, you know, the league is in good hands with the next class of, of quarterbacks, my friend. Yeah, that's good, too, because it's not coming too late. I know we got kind of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, although I would say like Lamar Jackson backsliding a little bit. Jerry might still be out on him. Yeah. You know, just kind of that top tier. But yeah, with uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. That's a good point. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers kind of like one of the last guards left. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady's around, but I just assume he's going to play forever. Right. So I wouldn't even talk about his retirement. But yeah, it's, it's good. We do need these quarterbacks. So is it? Why are they looking better? Let's start on the macro right now. Is it, I know we briefly talked about this, but I'd mm-hmm. love for you to jump on it again. Is it that college is running more of a pro system, which gets these guys ready for the NFL quicker? Is it, you know, the, the rules change that we've seen over the last 10 years for the NFL that are giving like protecting the quarterback more, allowing the receivers to break off a little bit more, or is it just kind of like right place, right time with this new crop of talent? Uh, I think the first points, the first two points you make, I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think we're getting like, like pro style systems now down into even like high school level. Right. So guys are adept at making like having pro schemes and spreading the ball out. There's, there's, there's way more like high school teams that are spreading the ball out, you know, going like three wide receiver sets and one tight end, one running back than there ever has been before. College is, 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 you know, some of those programs are are leading the way and some of the creative offensive tempo, high pace, short little drag routes, little bubble screens, just making easy throws for the quarterback. Um, and I think like you also are seeing now in football, like some of the best athletes used to go kind of like they're going to be a wide receiver, they're going to be a running back. Now the best athletes are like, I'm going to be a quarterback. It's my best shot at a longevity in a career, uh, making the most amount of money, getting the biggest notoriety, still playing football. Um, we're seeing a lot of good athletes now. You know, that you know, it's not the you know, Dan Marino had a, a world class arm, but wasn't gonna, you know, send any sprint records or you know what yeah. I mean, you know, any three cone shuffles, he wasn't doing any of that stuff. Uh, so now I think we're getting like really good athletes coming into the game. So the competition level of quarterbacks, starting NFL quarterbacks is just been raced right better athletes better players coming in um but yeah i think i think better training a little bit of seamlessness between high school pro college and pros now and the schemes that they're running uh and and better talent so what is a what is a pro scheme versus what they used to run so in like in high school i mean like you didn't want your quarterback throwing the ball ever right you just were just a bevy of running backs running the ball you know it's very controlled offense um now we've seen like in you know it was it was the outliers right the south lake high schools that had drew Brees way back in the day that were running these like you know spread them out get guys in space we always talk about in space get guys in space right and let the quarterback throw predominantly you know all the time now we have like the run pass option like these rpos right where it's kind of this fake handoff and then the quarterback deciding is he going to keep it is he going to throw it? Is he going to run it? Uh, and that's kind of like the more modern era that we've seen now. But this is where these kids are in high school now are these quarterbacks are used to throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game. Yeah. Is the 
here's a question I always kind of wonder about like high school ball is the offensive line good enough you know what I'm saying like is there enough talent for the offensive line because it would seem like that's what would change it is this quarterback having no time and it just seems like you know what it takes to be a really good like defensive lineman is just kind of like running after the quarterback and like offensive lineman seems like a lot more skill so to kind of like balance that out it seems like you're always going to have kind of a defensive advantage but yeah and i think and i think it's all relative right i mean it's they're all at the same level you know what i mean there's very few like in in high school you're running against like very few like d1 guys or guys that are going to play in the next level at all right so they're kind of you know plus minus enough to make up the difference right you know so your your best players are now playing the quarterback position so they can also make up for some of that too they can evade you know they can scramble in the pocket and you know, break, break things off. And, you know, we've seen, you know, more running quarterbacks um, in, in the NFL these days. And I think that's, that's part of it, you know? Yep. Uh, okay. So let's get into the specific ones now that we tackled the macro. Wait, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I clicked on a different window. I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought you lost me. You hung up. Nope. I did. Nope. Uh, I used to do that all the time. All right. Uh, Justin Fields. Um, should the bears be excited? He had a pretty good, he had a, uh, looked pretty good on his his opening. He looked great. He looked really yeah. good. Justin Fields, I think, probably had the best. Yeah, you know, Saturday, for, Sunday. Yeah, fourteen for twenty, one hundred forty-two yep. yards with two TDs. And also, don't forget a nice little scramble out of the pocket rushing TD as well, too. Like oh, Bears yeah. fans should be very excited about Justin Fields, him falling to them. You know, at uh, ten or eleven, drink everybody. Um, you know, super huge for them, right? Yep. Chicago might have a quarterback that they have been pining for. Yeah. You know, even before Mitch, Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, you hear this thing about like Buffalo? Like, he's like, why is this? It's just nice to play somewhere where I'm wanted. The Bears wanted you to be good, bro. Yeah, they did. And you were. And also, like, someplace that you feel wanted, the Bears did have you as a starting quarterback, and you're going to be permanently backing up like Josh Allen. There's no like quarter. <laughs> There's no way he thought he was competing for that job, right? In Buffalo? Yes. No, 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 no. He was going because it was a nice soft landing and he could be a high paid backup. And, yeah. and you know, and the, and the Bills wanted him for somebody who's like, hey, this guy's got some starting reps under his belt. Like, we don't have to worry about him, you know, so to speak, like on a week to week basis, only in the fact that if Josh Allen, you know, gets a concussion or something like that, like he can fill in in spot action. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Jacksonville did look good, good for Chicago Bears. Uh, I'm going to be asking you about this all for all the quarterbacks. Uh, over under on when we see Justin Fields start his first game, how deep in the season? Ooh, after this performance, you know, I know they got the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton there. Yeah, man, uh, a week three maybe we i mean he might even be an opening day starter really and, yeah, and, and do you know the inside on these like some of these are they open competitions like right now yes yeah. have they decided like heard anything about chicago deciding if andy dalton's gonna start week one no no no. they they really haven't yeah matt Nagy's played it pretty close to the best on this i mean obviously they, they drafted him they want him to start he's played pretty well you know andy uh, i think i think the chicago fans will want that to happen right away uh and, and it's been you know gone are the days of of sitting your guys for one or two years these you know fan bases and ownership groups are clamoring to get their guys to start right away so i yeah. might th i might think we see 
Justin Fields sooner than we even anticipated. Uh, okay, so makes sense to me. Good for Chicago. See, let's see if that gets interesting. All right, uh, Trey Lance um, debuted for the 49ers versus um, the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. Uh, not quite as impressive as a stat line, but uh, did have the 80-yard touchdown bomb. How'd that look? What do you think about that? Yeah, nice play. Showed off arm strength. Let the play develop. Um, you know, threw a nice little rope there. You know, yeah, the stat line didn't look good. Five of fourteen, a buck twenty-eight. I think sixty of that was on that one big, or maybe an eighty of it that was on that big bomb. Did also get sacked four times, which you know, yeah, a little problematic. Um, he also had three drops, so I think that that makes his completion percentage uh, look a little worse. Um, I think people were very excited, very excited for Trey Lance because he sat out last year, didn't I think played one game coming from North Dakota state too, which is, you know, we have an Italian gap in between, you know, one double a and, and division one uh, talent. Now he's going from that a year off and the NFL. Um, I think it was a pretty good start. All things considered for him, um, you know, showed off a big arm. I think that that was the biggest thing. We didn't see him run at all. And that's, that's another part of his game. That's pretty, um, notable as well too yeah completion percentage not there uh obviously but i I think you know it's as long as it's your first preseason game and like you said like i'm from double a if you can walk off that field with you know like a highlight for your preseason game then i mean i think that goes a long way and you see a little bit of confidence and i think you want to see that from your young rookie guys like you're not going out there to try to like kirk cousins your dink and dunk down the field and like pad that stat line like you just want to kind of test your limits see what you can do against uh you know at least some backup dbs uh on the chief side um okay over under what's going on here we got garoppolo starting what's going to go on what's happening I, I I thought that the plan would have been for Garoppolo to finish out the season. To finish the season? Yes. Have yes. one more year? Just okay. one more year. You know what I mean? Just be, for all those things. One double A sat out last year. It's going to be a work in progress. Why rush it? We've got Garoppolo yeah. under contract, you know, 20 plus million dollars for the season. And then he's going to walk as a free agent. So I guess that's a good point. I could see it earlier though. Like it's just yes. here's why it's not like they they don't trust Garoppolo. I mean, you remember that Packers game where he threw the ball like five times? Like there's right. just not right. a lot of trust there. So I could see, you know, if they're getting to a little bit of hole, like a, a two and three, a one and four, like I don't know. I think you'd be tempted to kind of rush it out there and be like, all right, this season's kind of a wash. Let's get our young guy, the reps in so he can have a, a fresh start for 2022. It, 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 it all depends on how they're playing. If, if grapple comes out and kind of Trent Dilfer's his way, you know, with like the Baltimore Ravens, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens and kind of dink and dunks and they win and they're, you know, they're five and one, you know what I mean? Like coming out of the gate strong, uh, which, you know, I don't see them making that change. And it's like, all right, we'll just kind of ride this out and we'll get to the playoffs and, and let Trey Lance do his thing. And maybe game 17, you know, we give him a start kind of a la Patrick Mahomes when Alex Smith was the quarterback, but you know, it really, you're, I think you're spot on. It really depends on how this San Francisco 49er team plays. If they underperform, we'll see them way sooner than we think. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Garoppolo's on a on a super short leash. But I yeah. mean, imagine, I mean, I can't get a read on Garoppolo. I imagine he'd want to start somewhere else. And so he kind of has to, you know, this is a little bit of an audition year for him to right. 
land a job somewhere else. So hopefully absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, for well, sure. They're not letting him throw the ball. <laughs> He's just like, guys, if you got a running back, I hand off the shit out of that football. I want to <laughs> right, see it. Right. Um, all right. Zach Wilson. Um, a, a pleasant surprise for his Jets debut. Yeah. I, Zach Wilson is growing on me. When, it, when, when I thought about this draft class, I was all in on Lawrence. I really liked Justin Fields, especially what we saw last year. Uh, Zach Wilson, I was kind of like, I thought this guy could be a one hit wonder. Same thing with Trey Lance, just because of the talent gap and where he's coming from and sitting out of here. Um, but Zach Wilson, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Six of nine, 63 yards, didn't turn the ball over. But the other thing I really like is the way he's kind of handling the media as well, too. He did a great kind of quote. I think we saw it on the text thread um, where he basically was talking about like, yeah, like practices for challenging yourself, trying to get away with stuff and learn your abilities, not in a game and not in game fashion. So would I make those throws in the game? Probably not, but in practice, I'm going to go, okay, yeah, let me, let me push my limits. And I really like that quote on practice from him to me right now. It, I know it sounds weird with his stature and kind of his swagger. He reminds me of like a milk toast, Johnny Manziel, like what we wanted Johnny Manziel to be talent wise, you know what I mean? Coming to the league with oh, way yeah, less, yeah. like yep. way less, like, you know, I mean, he, you know, he's Mormon. So I'm guessing he doesn't drink caffeine, you know what I mean? So yeah without the partying and the drinking and all other stuff, you know, smaller guy, smaller stature, but it's got a fucking whip can throw, fucking sling it. That's funny. Yeah. I saw a little quote from like, I think Cowherd brought that up, like comparing like Manziel to Zach Wilson. So you're oh, really? Dialed I, in the zeitgeist per usual, brah. Oh, look at that. Fucking Cowherd, me and Cowherd. That's the take, only time I'll take that as a compliment. Take the, <laughs> the only time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously too, like we can't get too overhyped about preseason. I mean, I know right. that's a no shit comment, but we got to take that. But I just, I love that too. That's why I don't like when you read that sass, just like, Oh, you threw four picks at practice. It's just like, well, I hope so. You know, yes. like a hope is like pushing the thing and exploring with the windows and seeing what works and what doesn't, as opposed to like, you don't want like a huge, like complete completion percentage or playing it safe in practice. I mean, that's what's for. We're talking about practice. We're talking, talking about, about practice, practice talking about practice. Yeah. Talk about the game. You talk about practice. We, and that's a great point. We make too much of a big deal these days of like, oh, went 11 for 11 and seven on seven or 11 on, you know, 11, 11. It's like, um, well then is he to your point is he just you know 11 on 11 if if he's throwing bombs and going deep and just shredding the defense is different than him just like you said dinking and dunking all over the field so which one is it they're not all created equal and i'd like to see the guy that's like having progression every week kind of like all right i stunk this week but now i'm getting a little bit better i'm chipping away this week i'm getting a little bit better and i'm really starting to kind of like learn the bounds of what my abilities are yeah, we're just so we're so thirsty for information and stats, and we want it now, and we yeah. want to make the hot takes like immediately, like we're re- reading all that stuff. But not us, bro. We're disciplined. Well, we are we disciplined. We're we'll, focused. We just we're giving you a take, but we'll do our real takes when the season gets started. When it That's rolls right. Up. <laughs> That's it's right. It's August. Give us a break, guys. All right, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, so Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what do you have? Like two drives. What's two drives. Yeah, two series, six for nine. 71 yards, took two sacks, had uh, two really nice passes, both uh, Marvin Jones Jr., like a 31-yard bomb, and then uh, like a nice outrage. I mean, the other thing that I was watching is just to see Minshew and the rest of the quarterback class. There is no quarterback controversy. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> it's Trevor Lawrence, day one, starting day one. 
What, what's crazy is I saw, um, I don't know who posted this, but I saw a stat line of Minshew career stats next to Baker Mayfield. Did you see this? Oh, I did not. They're like identical. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's <laughs> kind of like, I don't know how we're getting hypnotized. I don't know if like, I know Gardner Minshew as like a character and a media darling, like is a lot of fun. Yeah. But like, I'd like as, I don't know, as a starter, like I don't, they're so close. I just like, what? Is it because yeah, it sounds like you're low on Minshew or you're just high on Lawrence? High on Lawrence. I think Minshew's going to be a very good backup. And I think he's playing, you know, to kind of find where he's going to fall or sit next year or play next year, I should say. Um, but it, the, 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 the difference is it's, you're going to look at it on the stats. It's not going to make, it's not going to jump out at you in this, in this preseason game one. But yeah. watching the, the two difference between the two players, it's like, way more competent offensively um lawrence is you know he's still learning the game and you can see a couple like things where he's holding on to the ball a little too long but those yeah. those things will come but the arm strength is there pocket presence is there we didn't see lawrence like um break anything out and like run he was really disciplined in the pocket so that's kind of interesting um but yeah you know Minshew just doesn't have the arm strength that Lawrence does doesn't have the size that he does. You know, he, he tried to throw like a hail Mary towards the end of that was his pick Minshew's pick, try to throw a, a hail Mary towards the end. I mean, struggled to get to the ball to the end zone is, is a, you know, he kind of this like Lee. Yeah. Understatement did this like leaping throw and just 10, 15 yards short. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, but, but to be fair to Minshew, sweet mustache, entertaining guy. But I will say the thing is, is that's not Minshew's strength. Anyways, Minshew's strength is like timing routes short, like finding the guys. Um, He did have a couple overthrows Minshew did, but, uh, but that's not, you know, he Minshew would have been like a hall of fame, like West coast quarterback, just like just zipping seven yard outs all day yeah. that would have been his deal i'll see where it lands everybody's kind of cheering for Minshew, but yeah, right, yeah he's a good guy yeah week one week one we're seeing trevor lawrence dad yes. dad dad uh, dad, dad. Dad. um and then i just snuck this on there my boy kellen mond right? the vikings patrick mahomes that's what's going on right there it's going on i can't how, shoot. How, do, how do you play how, how did the texas a&m alum i didn't see his stat line how do you uh, play well, not that great. No, not great. And this is weird too. I don't get it. Like um, the coach said that Kellen Mond wasn't going to play. And then he did play. And then uh, Zimmer was like, I never said that he wasn't going to play. Oh, just this is just like some fun. Is, Z- is Mike Zimmer just kind of like losing his shit right now? What's going on? Yeah. I get like defensive thing. I don't know. Like he, I mean, he absolutely is. I mean, just yeah. the, I mean, the whatever thing. Doing we're not yeah. going to get too deep into vaccine or whatever, but it's just like, that's, it's a thing that the teams have to deal with. And the Vikings seem to be hit the hardest with players that, you know, are exercising their, their right of free will to choose, but it's just kind of, it just looks like a fucking disaster over there. Everybody on different pages. Like it's going to be, let's put it this way. No need to get the Sunday ticket to see the bikes this year. If that's your plan with a Sunday ticket, like I would do something else with that. Sunday do you ticket. think, do you think, do you think that Zimmer's lost like the clubhouse? Well, yeah, because I think I think Kurt is this combination of Zimmer and Cousins. Cousins, yeah. I mean, I think Cousins is definitely like 
alienated himself. And I even think he was like probably rocky towards last year, just with some of his performances. Yeah. Um, There was like whispers, but now like everyone's just feels free to just openly be like, I don't trust this guy or like, you know, like I don't trust arm strength or like, this isn't a good leader. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an ugly divorce, but I don't fingers crossed, knock on wood that this Kellen Mond thing can, because there's a lot of young talent. And I think that's the worst thing is seeing like, uh, you know, Calvin Cook. Yeah, one of the top three running backs in the league, one of the top rookie receivers from last year. Um, yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, and it's just like, it's just it's always frustrating when you have the the skill players there, but like the quarterback not there, and you just feel like time's wasting because you don't know what you're going to be able to draft guys like this again. It'll be interesting. I'm I, I've I've been reading on Kellen Mond, just paying attention to him because he's he's like. I don't know if you want to call him underrated at Texas A&M. I don't know what you want to call Kellen Mond. Like there's a lot of hype. Didn't live up to the hype. His like his in his junior year at Texas A&M. Um, then Jimbo Fisher came in. And you know, I I like him. I think he's got some good scout. He he does have like a Kaepernick esque vibe, if you will, uh, from like a, a play standpoint. Like big, tall, athletic, can kind of sling it. Also can run. Uh, it's t- something totally different than what uh you know kirk cousins offers you yeah exactly so hopefully i don't you know i'm i'm fine with it. i mean i was excited to get kirk cousins just because i wanted like some sort of move for the Vikings yeah. too. but i mean i think it's a great point like do you trust kirk cousins to win three games in a row in the postseason and absolutely not no like i just can't see can't see the win you know and there's and that's the thing is there's, there's plenty of like decent starting quarterbacks in the nfl guys that i'm like well, we'll go nine and seven or, or I guess now nine and eight or 10 and seven this year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's unfortunately Kirk cousins career arc. That's yeah. the kind he's never going to lift the Lombardi trophy, but there's yeah. plenty of guys that never did. All right. But, all right. All right. We get it. We get it. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he, but there's also a lot of guys that didn't make, you know, $90 million in three years either. So hey, that's hey, true. What do you I do? Brag about that. Yeah. We paid the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great great at cutting checks um all right that 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 don't uh, forget about mac guys. jones mac jones played well 13 of 19 oh yeah, yeah. get mac jones in there mac right, jones oh and jordan love of the green bay packers 12 of 17 yeah, we talked about this last time right i love i love how much like mac jones and cam newton are getting along yes we did talk like, about you. yeah warms, warms little bromance little buddy cop movie love it. buddy cop movie that'd be so great if they do that um all right that that that's my new thing that i'm saying that that oh i like it that that all right, uh, jumping in the inbox, got three. I didn't prep you for these, so you do we'll not. You can all right, think on your feet. Are you good? Uh, second of all time, uh, email of the year, three years in a row. Keep them coming and keep them coming. We appreciate fire, them. fire emails. Yeah, they're very good emails. Um, I think we all agree the dream team was the greatest team ever created. If they never existed, what team would be considered the greatest of all time? Is it possible for the dream team to be passed up? Ooh, interesting. Yes. Uh, you mean if the dream team was never created in like Olympic basketball? Like, what do we? That's what I was wondering. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go straight NBA team. I took this as like, what's the? What do I think is the greatest NBA team of all time? Um, which is weird because I think we have it now, but I can't put it on the list because we don't. They haven't won a chip. But has there been a better combination than this Brooklyn Nets team? Oh, so we've got Kyrie. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could argue that the Golden State Warriors with Clay, Steph, Katie, Draymond better. 
than the KD, that's, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you got Steph and KD, so I mean that's two of the top. Yeah, four players in the league. Right, exactly. Like because I would take Steph over Kyrie, and KD is KD, and then you know would you maybe say, would you, take, you take Steph over Harden too, right? I probably would. Take, yeah, I would take Steph over Harden for sure. Okay. Uh, you know, and Clay Thompson is, you know, maybe offensively is not as great. Definitely is not as great as James Harden for sure. But yeah. pretty dang good. Can heat up pretty dang good. And also, it's such a perfect. It's such a perfect fit in that Golden State team. Also. Yes, perfect fit. You're right. Doesn't need the ball at all. Yeah. Go back and watch his like sixty pointer, eleven dribble, eleven dribble, <coughs> fucking game dribbled the ball 11 times just spotting up catching one or two dribbles 60 points on 11 fucking dribbles is fucking nuts that's amazing uh, we don't talk about that enough. it was 11 that means he touched the ball to the ground 11 times and scored 60 points yes that's fucking <laughs> wild in an nba game yeah. um get, uh, james harden will have 11 dribbles on a possession 100 so yeah. so but but also uh clay thompson just head and shoulders above defensively than Clay Thompson. Um, so we've, we've had that team, the LeBron Bosch way team, very good, but you yeah. could even go back and in deeper into like NBA lore. Talk about like the 85, 86. What was the year that they won? 85, 86. When they had Bill Walton coming off the bench, you had, uh, you had Robert Parrish, who was one of the best centers in the league. You had Kevin McHale, who's probably the best post player in NBA history. Larry Bird, one of the best forwards of all time. Dennis Johnson, uh, Bill Walton coming off the bench. Like that's a fucking super team. We don't, yeah. we don't talk a lot about it. Uh, same thing with the Lakers in that era too. Kareem worthy magic. Uh, Michael Cooper was fucking phenomenal for them. Um, you know, there's been some great teams, but ultimately, like if we're looking at it, I think you got to go one of the the 72 and 10 bulls up there as well, too. You've got Pippen, Jordan, obviously, Dennis Robin, one of the greatest rebounding power forwards of all time. Yeah. Bill Cartwright. uh, And then, you know, uh, no, or is that Luke Longley? Luke Longley, Ron Harper, um, you know, this is a very good team, but you know. Yeah, so I, th- I yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Golden State Warriors. I'll go with them until yeah. they're deep. Okay. I think we still are moving towards an era, especially with all this young talent, that there's we're gonna see another team really push for that record. Just I think it's around the time that LeBron slows down and we see like a just another kind of super team form with uh, some of these young guys that I think they could they could make runnable. But maybe not. Maybe there's so much talent in the league right now that it's all going to balance out and you really can't even have a team that just kind of like head and shoulder above everything else. Uh, and I would say this about the bulls, like a good point about that team, but it's also, I just think now maybe it's just this age, but you kind of need all the positions to be scoring positions. And so I don't think you can get yeah. away with just like one lockdown defender, like a Dennis Rodman who brings no threat offensively. Yeah. Or you need such good or they, they need to be competent enough to like hit wide open threes you know what i mean yeah. like because draymond wasn't great isn't a great offensive player but he is at, during that run was like has kept you honest right like you had to keep him uh, an eye on draymond otherwise he's gonna fucking dagger an eye in your or three in your yeah. eye 
It's no problem pulling that trigger for sure. Um, <laughs> all right, trim that bush. Um, Reggie Bush wants his Heisman and stats restored because of new college incentive rules. Hmm. Um, please explain why I should go fuck himself. Um, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so do you think, what's your whole take on this, like vacating the, what was it then? And what it, has it changed now that the rules have changed? Yeah. I mean, obviously he got, you know, popped for taking money early, um, right. lost the Heisman because of it on my fab five team. Also the same thing took the banners down posthumously. Um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I I'm I was never a big fan of acting like something didn't happen that we all know did happen. Yes, exactly. Right, and watching a guy like Reggie Bush, who like didn't matter if he was getting paid ten bucks or a hundred thousand, was going to come up and fucking churn out highlights. Exactly. Reels. Yeah. I mean, because these aren't like steroids. These aren't performance enhancers. Right. Like they're right. just, and he's also like a kid. It's just like the, the penalty seems too steep. And especially oh. since you're making so much money off these kids backs anyway, to like, it's just like salt in the wound to be like, we're not going to pay you. And then also because you, you know, you took money, like now we're going to take your awards away. We're, we're going to take your awards away and we're going to pretend like it didn't fucking happen. Even though we all watched it. We all knew anyone that watched college football. I mean, the, the shame really is, is the legacy of it all, right? Is yeah. like the kids that, you know, the potters, the, the Mab sports, you know, gener- next generation after that, that listen to this podcast and then want to start their own podcast. Yeah. And they're like, who's this Reggie Bush guy? Because right. they don't know about him. Because, you know, and and we, we pretend like it didn't happen. That's the biggest shame. So... I, I was going to change my mind and say like, ah, eh, who fucking cares? But now I say, let's put it back. Yeah. Put it, back. put it back. Who cares? We should have taken yeah, it. I mean, to begin with. We shouldn't care. And there is like kind of something that's a little sad about Reggie Bush, like really like still like talking about this and pushing for it. So it's just yeah. like, like, but I mean, I mean, can we do this? Here's what, here's what happens. Let's say that eventually, you know, all the teams band together, they just get rid of the NCAA. They do their own thing and they break off and then reinstate it. And all the players are players are getting paid. Do all that stuff. Ridiculous. Yeah. So we yeah. disagree with you, emailer. Yeah, he should not go fuck himself. We're on Reggie we Bush's ba- side. He should bask in his collegiate go- go- glory. Yeah, that's right. I want you to apologize to Reggie Bush. Write him an email. He had a tough NFL career. All right, fanatic. Um, can a truly loyal sports fan not have a little bit of hate for their team? MA, who's your most hated Lions player of all time? Brandana, most hated Viking. Uh, if you don't have an answer, does this mean you're not a true fan? Uh, you gotta have, I mean, I guess unless you're like a Patriots fan, unless it's been all gravy, like there has to be some sort of hate there because there's no way you can be satisfied as a Vikings fan, nor can you be satisfied as a Lions fan. So there is some, some hate, some self-loving. I'll answer mine real fast. Mike Tice, 1000%. Oh, going the coach route. Go the coach route. Yeah, with sex boating, we're selling Super Bowl tickets. It was just like it was embarrassing sex boating i forgot the yes what's worse sex they, boating they or like, selling ton super bowl ticks yeah so the sickest the super bowl that he got like it was just like oh, so what's going on man you read this like, uh, <laughs> like some sort of just like back alley bodega yeah um that's a good one i like that one ah, man i i you know charles rogers for the uh lions had such like a tough life after the fact uh, and i don't want to speak ill of the dead mike williams is up there too um 
both of those wide receivers are tough to fucking enjoy. But um, what about Orlovsky? I know he's like kind of a good announcer right now, and I, I like him in the booth. But uh, yeah, but he was remember. he was never like the face of the franchise. Like yeah. Although I will say there was a guy out of Rutgers, Mike McMahon, who was a fucking douchebag. He was a quarterback, and but you loved them because he like had this weird ability to like make things happen. Um, in like was, preseason games, I almost had McMahon on my list. Is that the same McMahon? The Mike, one that this, wore... this is Mike McMahon. Uh, which McMahon did the Vikings have? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, he wore like the shade. He wore like the the shaded visor. Well, that was Jim McMahon for the Bears. Did he play for? I don't think he played for the Vikings, did he? Though. Yeah, he did. Jim McMahon played for the Vikes also. Oh, he did. Okay, you're thinking yeah. of Jim McMahon, yeah. Yeah. Jim uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I could also go Jim Schwartz, court coach. He's the one that got almost got into a fight with uh, uh, Harbaugh when he was coaching the 49ers. That was pretty. Oh, yeah. That was pretty wild. He's fucking. Oh, that's stunk. right. He was terrible. Is that the handshake thing? Uh, yes, that was a handshake thing. Patricia, there's so many players to dislike from the Lions. That's the thing. It's just like yeah. to, to answer your question, emailer. Yes, <laughs> of course. You to be a true fan, you have to have a little dislike for your team, and it's not because you dislike your team. It's because they do stuff that you're like you can see, and you're like, this is not going to work well. I know this is not going to work well, and it pains you. It yep. fucking sticks a knife right in your side. And you're like, this is going to end and we're going to look like idiots. Yeah, this is a disaster. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what happens. Um, all right, good emails. The Impolitan Showdown. That, that. Bring us to the jam. That, that. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no All right, three worst cars, bro. You shot this over at me. Want to talk about some shitty cars we owned? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I know you like. I, I know you don't like cars. I don't like you. You don't, you don't like driving. <laughs> I don't like driving. Good memory. Remember when I rented? I, I rented that car. I want to bring this up during Tree Watch, but I rented that car when I came to visit you. Remember, I got sideswiped. Somebody hit the car out in front of your house. This is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I do remember this now. <laughs> so I was saying. We're still looking for to, that person, by the way. I know. I thank you, buddy. I remember trying to blame it, like on the airport, like after they did it. Like no, like I remember walking out. I saw this. I was just like, oh, how can I get away with this? And I was just like, I think it happened, like in the airport park. And they were like, no, nope, we have cameras. It did not happen there. That is not where it happened. Oh, that's tough, man. That makes me feel bad. Who? We park on the street all the time, too. That's the thing. I know. That's I'm actually. I'm. I'm kind of glad. It was, I'm glad I took one for the team, bro. You don't you need this in life. You don't. You got plenty of shit going on. I can handle a little dinger on a rental car. You don't Thanks, need man. like you don't need your day filled up with like doing that and kids and everything. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine to do it. I appreciate I mean, it. You That's got it. you got breakfast too, so it all came out in the wash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, what's the shittiest car you owned? Oh, number three. three number three spot. Um, so this is what I don't know if you remember this car. This is when I was in LA. I had a 2004. I think it was 2004, 2003 Ford uh, Focus white. And it did not, it, it did not start often. <laughs> it, had, it had a lot of issues. I bought it because I had, I had a lease that my parents had given me post-college or like 
last year of college and it, the lease was up and I had driven, driven it across country to California. Now all of a sudden I needed to get a car. And rather than doing any sort of research or yes. looking online, mm-hmm. I literally like turned my car in and walked across the street to the Ford dealership and was like, what's cheap? Did the used lot too? What's cheap? And got this thing um, that was, I think I probably paid way too much money for uh, over, you know, over the course of, you know, my, uh, my ownership of it. Um, I ended up selling it when we moved out of Los Angeles for the cash for cars, 1200 bucks. So I, uh, I made no money on that car whatsoever, uh, and abused it and it stunk. I hate that car. <laughs> I did. I did that with, uh, when I moved to New York, I got rid of my, uh, this is not, this was my favorite car, actually my, uh, Chevy Cobalt. Oh yeah. Uh, the two door black. It was noise. Yeah. I took it. Yeah. I took it to the CarMax thing and they just gave me cash. Uh, anyway, so I have all this, this is, a shitty car on paper but i did i did love it um but i want to put it low on the list because i i did like the car because it's just it's kind of hilarious to think of now it was an oldsmobile catalina Ooh. i used to make a joke like when i pull up to stop signs i didn't push the brake i dropped anchor i mean this thing was a fucking <laughs> it was a boat bro <laughs> it was a boat and just like and i had it in elma kansas when i was going to like uh the small high school i went to so we like we're on gravel roads like oh yeah like three miles of gravel roads and i mean that thing would just like slide around corn like it was just like it was big it was boxy it was rust color back when that was a color that cars would come out with that made no sense it's just like what color you want car you want to like white black or rust it's like give me rust so the rust that's actually showing up like you can't even tell it's rust it's perfect right so yeah i had that catalina i remember um yeah i had the tape deck i remember i cut out the back i put like speakers in there it was it was like uh one of my one of my early cars, yeah, because it was high school, but love. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like old. I'm gonna have to look that up. Oldsmobile, Beale, Oldsmobile Catalina, my friend. Man, and Good that's car. the thing is, is were you early getting your car amongst your friends? Well, we'll talk more about this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we're definitely. Uh, there's a shitty one on the list here, but I was also um, I wasn't super early because also you have to remember I went to I think 16 at a very like population of thousand Elma, Kansas, and yeah. it's like it's you know farming community it's a rural community so all those kids had their license when they were like fucking 14 you got like farmers permits and you're out there on the tractors and shit so they were driving trucks by the time they were like 15 yeah this is the wild thing right i do remember because i my my track coach in high school told me that he was like yeah because he grew up on a farm too so he got his like farmer's permit early and then was getting driver's training and was like i just drove myself to driver's training and i was like what how does that fucking work (laughs) I know you see like middle schoolers like taking like parking spots in the high schoolers parking thing. I'm just like, what's going on here? It's like 11 and you're driving, like you're sitting on phone books. What's up? Yeah. Uh, this car, this car is wild. Is it, was this your car? That was the car, bro. This yeah. car is fucking wild, dude. Yeah. That's a fucking, yeah. that doesn't that, belong that, on this list. I just want to talk about it. Yeah, it was rust colors. That put on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's a, that like, that's today. That's a car you're like, this car is stylish. Like this yeah, know, car yeah, has yeah. a fucking look to it. 100%. Yeah. Like this car fucks. Like yeah. you see like no other ones on the road. There is not a Catalina in Los Angeles. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. No, for sure. Uh, what's your two spot, buddy? Number two. Uh, oh, I'm going to put, I'm going to do points this time. Oh yeah. Do points. Okay, I'm going to do some points. So you, you got $1,600 for your car. So we're going to give you 1600 points. Uh, Oldsmobile. Catalina was approximately 12 feet long. So I'm going to get 12. <laughs> right. 
I think it's a fucking boat, man. Um, my number two spot got this from my grandma. Uh, it was a uh 1987 ford tempo you heard of oh yeah ford tempo oh yeah white white with red like velour ish oh yeah interior this peacocking a little bit oh a lot of peacocking (laughs) but i got this car after my grandma could no longer drive so it had like full grandma vibes <laughs> i was just gonna say grandma vibe i was like everybody yeah. feeling grandma vibe in it. oh yeah for sure and this car was just like it was hideous and it in oh. the interior was like awful i remember kids would be like what is going on with this car man but you know it was free and i was and i was driving it love the price point yeah just total grandma vibes like just <laughs> plastic covering the back seat <laughs> just like the grandma right uh all right, bro. So, um, do that tempo. How long did it last? Ooh, this I just I just googled it right here. Uh, that is the interior. Like, oh yeah, that is that red. Everything was uh-huh. fucking red in that thing, man. Um, that's an '86. Yeah, all of them. There's so many fucking red velour. Like if you Google Ford Tempo and you go, oh man, this is a throwback. <laughs> How long did it last? It lasted. I had it, I think, junior, senior year. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I had it on college, on campus at college. So I think it only lasted maybe like two years. All right. I'm going to put Kelly Blue Book value of just replacing all the red on the inside of the car at $18. This, so. this was the car that I was driving uh, me and this is the first time I got pulled over uh, for drinking and driving in this car. Did I tell you about this story? Have nope. I told this story? This is the this is the best story. For, I mean, not for obviously not for drinking and driving. You shouldn't drink and drive, audience. Yeah. But this is where we were all going to. We were drinking at like pre gaming at a friend's this this chick's house. Her parents are gone. Pre gaming, and then there was going to be there's like a big field party out in like this like you know in this back wooded area. behind the subdivision so the 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 to get to the wooded area where we were going to park it was basically like there was a big kind of u loop around the subdivision that you could drive your car around so we were slowly like pulling up getting there and there was me this one other girl that you know is being a little flirtatious with and her friend in the back and as we're pulling up all of a sudden i see kids just sprinting out of the field like literally pouring out of this field I'm like this this is bad something's going on so we just we don't even park we just keep going we drive around driving out all of a sudden lights <laughs> in the back bloop, bloop. i was like oh shit so i pull over by the way the, the two girls had road sodas with them mm. we pull over we're all trying to keep our our coolest composure there and this woman police officer walks up to the door roll down the window she's like do you have anything to you know why i pulled you over i was like i have no idea there's the party in the in the field back there that we were breaking up i was like oh a party really a party <laughs> you know didn't this is surprising so then she's like i need you to get out of the car i was like oh i'm fucked so i get and i you know i had a couple couple drinks doing, doing a few tequila shots beforehand or whatever yeah and she was like 
do you know why I pulled you out of the car? I was like, I, I don't. She's like, well, the car smelled like booze when I pulled you over. And I was like, ah, shit, busted. And she said, so, you know, why is that? And I said, well, to be quite honest, lady police officer, my grandmother's, a, it <laughs> seeped into the red velour interior. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, she was like, she's like, why did it happen? I was like, well, to be honest, I, I did have a glass of wine at dinner with my parents. We had, we had spaghetti and meatballs and I had a glass of wine with dinner. That's, that's probably why you're smiling, smiling at it. She's like, okay. She's like, so I, uh, you know, maybe I was, maybe I was nice to just offer up that I really was drinking. And that's, she, she took pity on me and she's like, here's what we're going to do. She's like, do you know that the legal limit is 0.08 for, you know, 21 and over. And I was like, yes. And she was like, well, I'm going to give you a breathalyzer test. If you blow above a 0.08, it's going to be a bad day. She's like, but if you blow under, she's like, I'm going to let you go home and I'll let you take those girls home with you. But you got to go straight home. I was like, okay, deal's on. So she calls up her buddy, brings in the breathalyzer. She sets it all up. I am blowing on it. I'm literally like sitting on the, the bumper of my car, just like freaking the fuck out. Puts the breathalyzer up to me. I'm blowing. I'm trying to like blow out the side of my mouth. I'm like literally trying to avoid to get as much alcoholic air into this DUI sure, machine sure, sure, sure. as possible. And she's like she's screaming at me. She's like, "Blow, blow harder, blow harder." She pulls it out. I'm watching it. I'm watching this thing like just tick up like yeah. 0.02, 0.03, but just stops at 0.07, stops and just sits there and holds, which feels like an eternity. Yeah. And then it never goes, never clicks up. And she's like, all right, I guess you're free to go home. She's like, but you better go straight home. So I hopped in the tempo, drive back, come to find out that the girl that I was chatting up her and her friend, her friend panicked and spilled her beer all over the back of the car. So it was, of course, it just smelled like beer. And I mean, I mean, we were drinking. That's why I was wondering about like your wine story, how she knew it was bullshit. Cause like wine and beer don't smell the same. So when she was getting that sniff on, yeah, 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 she, I, she was, she, she was smelling that Coors Banquet beer, <laughs> right? She was beer. smelling something, and she was like, "All right, this yeah. kid has been like, at least for being somewhat honest with me." So, and they couldn't prove that I was in the party, but just you know, so, but this, this is a different age. This doesn't happen today. No, no, that's uh, that's a good car story, bro. All right, I'm gonna give you 0.07 points. Perfect. For that round, it's pretty hilarious. But I don't. Say so myself. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't remember the name of this car and I didn't own it. My mom owned it, but it was definitely the biggest piece of shit that I've ever ridden in. Cause it, it literally had, I, so I put Dodge Dart down. It wasn't a Dodge Dart. I can't remember the kind of car it was for the life of me. I actually Duster? My, was it a Dodge Duster? No, I don't even know if it was a Dodge now. I mean, it was just oh. like, I looked up like 20 shittiest cars of all time. And I was like, pretty sure I was going to find it in there, but I didn't, but it like, it literally like the, uh, the floor rusted out and you could see the street as we were like driving down the road. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, was, Flintstone style. Yeah. yeah this, <laughs> this car was up to no good. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll have to dig in and see if I can find the name of that. We can post it on our Instagram, but it was, uh, isn't it crazy that fucking cars like that, like that could happen. Like you could be like in a rusted out car and it's like, Oh no, no, there's, there's the pavement under my feet. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, there's, road passing at 40 miles an hour like if i put my foot down like it would be 
you know, be yanked off. And it's just like, yep, there's the, make sure you keep that floor mat over it. Make sure you don't like drop your keys <laughs> in the middle of seventh street. Right. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, rusted out, um, pretty this sure. is your mom's car. Where was oh. it? Where was the hole passenger side or driver's side? Uh, it was passenger side. So we yeah. got it. We got the dose of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's just, everyone just pick your knees up. We're going over hell. <laughs> had that car for way too long like it was literally like getting into not street legal for topeka kansas which is saying a lot (laughs) saying a lot i mean that's topeka kansas that's meth heads driving fucking grocery carts (laughs) down the middle of main streets and it's just like yeah that car um yeah so i'm going to give myself for that rusted car that i can't remember the name of it i think we uh, i think if you were pulled over in that car that you would do probably like six months jail time. So I'm going to give myself six. Right. Man, we're pulling you over for child endangerment. Yes. We're going to have to take your children away because this car is obviously a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Top spot. What do you got? So this is my first car ever. Okay. Uh, my first car ever is my number one. Is yours number one? Okay, good, good. Yeah. So um, I got my mom's car, 1983 Honda Accord, silver uh, back then in 1983, I, I was able to get my driver's license in 19, late 1995. So this is a 12-plus-year-old car already. Uh, this car did not come stock with a radio. My mom, when she bought the car, did not want a radio because she didn't want the distraction. So a like Honda plate, like little like faceplate where the radio was going to go. This car was, I mean, a piece of shit is is putting it lightly. Uh, I hated this car. It was ugly. I actually ended up losing the car ultimately because Mr. Four Star got mad at me because I got drunk at a party and I hated this car so much that I allowed people, myself included, to take full on kicks in the side of the car. Oh, wow. And I, I woke up. I was hammered at a party yeah. and it woke up the next morning. I'm like, Oh fuck. My dad's yeah. going to be so pissed. So I tried to park it on the street. Yeah. And my dad looked out through the window. I was like, what the hell happened to your car? So I had to come clean, told him that I was like, I made $60 on people that the, the captain of the soccer team dented in my side door. <laughs> oh, so awful. So insane. Oh man. That level of realization in the morning where you're just like, I fucked up. This it's like uh, this is hilarious in the moment. Everyone's yes. cracking up. Yes. And then you're like, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, my car's a yeah, it feels like a different brain. You're like, what brain of mine would be like, this is this is a good idea. Yeah. And and then I woke up and then I was like, I thought I was like, well, they're not gonna care. And I didn't it it didn't it didn't go into my mind that it's like it it has nothing to do about the drivability of the car. Is everything to then be being like you took the car that we gave you and yeah. you treated it like yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah. Like you don't get to have a car anymore. Uh, yeah. My first car, um, it's actually like my mom bought it in Elma, Kansas from this guy for like, I think it was like a thousand bucks, maybe 2000, but uh, he got it to work just long enough for us to like drive it home. And then it just stopped working and I had to get it like impounded. So it's like, like my mom getting ripped off. It was like my first car. So I was really bummed. But then um, it was a Chevy Cavalier. 
But then we bought oh, a yeah. red Chevy, red Chevy Cavalier that I had for the next three years. And that started my string of Cavaliers, which I had like four in a row and then did a cobalt. Um, Isn't it funny? Like, cause I've had, I've had a couple tempos and Tauruses and I, like I've stuck with the Ford brand. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I think that's yeah, really think- given me any brand loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, it's not, yeah, I don't have any like Chevy stickers up in my house or anything. Right You're not now. a Mopar man. No, I'm, I'm a walker, bro. You know, I like to get my walk on. Give me that right. public transportation. Give me that bus. Give a bus on. All right, bro. Uh, your story is very rich this week, my friend. Very rich. Thank you. Kind of set this up a little bit. I think you're ready to go. You pick the category, but you do get the victory. victory oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Show, oh, no, no policy showdown. If you guys have ideas, shoot us an email. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. I know we have some in there from email of the year, so we will get to those. We know they are there. We do not ignore them. We appreciate you sending them in. Uh, we just had to get through this car thing. And I bet you're glad we did, listeners. I bet you're glad we did. All right, Brandon Gambling Corner. Dad, dad, bring us to the jam. Like this, dad, 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 dad. <laughs> All right, we gotta get, we gotta get through a couple here. Yes, we do. Uh, so we're doing the AFC West and the AFC North. Um, That's right. Start with the West. Uh, you guys know how we do it. Uh, Most awesome is gonna give me a team. I'm gonna say where I think Vegas has the line. Most awesome guests himself. Also, uh, so I did. We'll see, we'll, yep, we'll see how close we get, and then we'll say over under and if we if it's a stay away we think we should throw some cash on it did you keep track let's keep track this year let's let's take last year's take this year's put them in the email send me the email then i'm going to put a snooze on that email for it to reactivate and resend to me at the end of the season so we can look at how we did and what we said to put money on oh i like it okay can you do I, that, bro? Can I can you do that i can do that i'm i've i i, I have kept track the last couple of years Yes, we just always kind of forget. That we always kind of forget. I don't know what my my keeping track of looks like anymore, but now I've tried to keep it more official. All right. Uh, this we'll say in the, the West. You said, "Let's go." This is the team that I was. I think I was the most wrong on. Let's go with the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Okay, most wrong. Okay, I'm not going to read into that. I'm going to kind of stick with what I have. Yes. A little bit of confusion about what the quarterback plan there is. Are they ready to move on from Drew Locke? Seems a little early. They are in, um, I mean, I probably put this at the second toughest division in the NFL, probably just because the chiefs are so good. Yeah. And, uh, the chargers are moving in the right direction. Raiders are, uh, the Broncos have seven wins. This is what I had. I had seven, eight and a half, which is still kind of like, teetering right at 500 yeah but i I was like of the four in this division i think the broncos are still the worst team in this division i think they're the worst team uh yeah eight and a half seems a little a little high yeah it feels a little Uh, high yeah and it kind of feels like vegas doesn't know what to make of this team which is which is fine which i can get because we kind of don't know what to make of it i mean it's a little on the young side i mean the defense is like sort of legit right still kind of hanging on yeah i mean big fangio is still like a defensive guy but to me it's all about the quarterback like i know we got teddy bridgewater teddy two gloves baby teddy two gloves and we got drew lock you know so it's like what uh, 
what are we doing here? What's no, going right. on? Like, yeah. you know, so I, I'm uh, with you. I, I'm glad you said seven. I said seven as well, too. Yeah, so seven, eight and a half, we definitely feels a little high. Um, I could I, I could be talking to the under on this. I mean, because we're talking like, I could see them, you know, being swept by all the other teams. I mean, Denver is a tough place to play, but I can see them, you know, uh, losing all their division games. And then, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but they are playing the AFC North, which, you know, gives them a game with the Browns uh, and the Ravens. So, uh, yeah. yeah and I think unders are healthy bets. So, I don't know. I, I'm interested in this. I want one Mavi dollar. Give me one Mavi dollar on the under for Denver. I'm jotting it down as we speak. I do like that. Yeah, I think because my, like I said, you and I both felt it to have a game and a half cushion. Yeah. Looking at their schedule, I'm just kind of like, mm. and they have to win. They'd have to win nine. You know what right. I'm saying? So they'd have to legit like have a. Right. They have to be an above 500 team. They have to be nine and eight this year. Yeah, someone, someone in this division is going to, you know, lose some games. All right. What do you exactly? Guys? Let's go the opposite end of the spectrum. The team that we know the most on this, the Kansas City Chiefs. AC Chiefs. Uh, okay. So this is another, like, you got to. Feels like it's so much easier for us, like 16 games, but I just right. slow down. I mean, they the Chargers are on the rise. Uh, you know, I know we just talked about Denver winning at Denver isn't an automatic give me, give me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Raiders have any sort of home field advantage with uh, you know, their Vegas state stadium opening up. Uh, I've got you know, they got a game against the Ravens, uh, they're playing the Browns. Yeah, they have a good they have they have a tougher opening sled i go 12 i have a 12 i had 12 two we're dialed yes. in b dialed in brown we're 12 two it was 12 and a half 12 and a half i was out of that yeah and that's the thing is just i thought i was like looking at it again i was like you could honestly convince me that this is like a 14 and three team you know what i mean like looking at it i think they've got cleveland green bay tennessee at baltimore you know they play the chargers twice but it's like you know, it's a little bit, it's a tough schedule, but then again, like also let's remember the other side of the football. I mean, they're, you know, one of the top two teams in the league, if not the top team in the league. Right. Right. 12 and five, 12 and five is like, would seem like a tough year this year for them. You know, all things. things That would feel like a little bit of a drop off. Yeah, for sure. That might not get you the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, just for like Super Bowl loser hangover and everything, I know they up the offensive line. Like, I just I don't want to mess with this. It just seems, especially since you brought up like that difficulty of schedule. Like, you know, if if they get off to a slow start and it's like three and three, like you're sweating this bet for months. You know? Oh my god! Yeah, this is this is a tough hill because they're because their schedule is strong throughout. It's not like yeah. it's like oh, it's just tough up front and then they get a bunch of cupcakes. No, this is a tough schedule. Yeah, I'm staying away from that. Yep. Yeah, me too. Um, let's go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders roll into the home stadium. Um, this team always. Uh, okay, I'm gonna bump it by a half here. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I had eight. MGM had seven. They're down on the Lakers. Seven. Wow. Or the Lakers. What did I say? The Raiders. Raiders. Jesus Christ. So that means they have the Broncos finishing above the Raiders. This is what I was confused by. I was like, I don't get this. I get it. Derek Carr. We don't like him. But this is, I mean, they were seven (laughs) and nine last year. Yeah. Seven seems a little low. I'm not going to do the over on this, though. I'm not going to do the under. 
because that's too low. Like the Raiders can always like surprise a little bit. You know, they beat the Patriots like opening, but I guess we found out what the Patriots actually were later. Um, obviously, their division. The Chiefs, they're one of their losses in division last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, just they, the Raiders can always, the Raiders are going to have a couple games that surprise you. You know, they're going to be in the mix. Like, even though I, I feel like they have been underperforming and it doesn't seem like Gruden is totally like satisfied with his quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess still, there's enough talent there to get over seven wins. It's too, this line's pretty right. It seems a tad low, but I'm not going to bet the over on it. Yeah, you're right. It's a tad low, but it's not enough to give you anything because we're not that like, oh, this is a 12 win team. No, no, no. This yeah, is absolutely. A... They could win five games. I wouldn't be shocked. They could win 10 and it'd be like, all right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, so that leaves us the Los Angeles Chargers. <clears throat> Chargers. Uh, this team's definitely trending in the right direction. Uh, it seems like a little bit like it's going to be a media darling. You know, I think I think yeah. it's definitely a bandwagon team. That people new new head on. coach from the Rams, the defensive coordinator, Staley, now the head yeah. coach at the Chargers. Yeah, everybody's just like geeking out about Herbert as they should. I mean, yeah, I best luck in his you know sophomore campaign. Um, so I'm going to bump it half here again, just in the moment. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say nine and a half. Boom. You nailed it. Nice. You nailed it. I had nine. It was nine and a half. I'm looking at this schedule. I'm still not like hundred percent sold that they can get there. I think this is, could be quite possibly like a nine and eight team, 10 and seven. Like, I think this could be a playoff team, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to bet the over. I'm not betting. Exactly. I think it's good. I mean, there's just enough things. There's too many variables to actually like go all in on the chargers now, like give me another chargers year. And then, you know, like we saw last year, just like steadily moving in the right direction, like Herbert third year. And then I'm ready to be all in on the chargers, but I just, I need to kind of see it again to make sure that it's like their actual contender and see them knock off like a couple of like powerful teams. What's have the opportunity to do, you know, because this whole AFC West, schedule for all of them is uh it's it's a tough sled yeah exactly and i need to know if staley's a good coach or not i I have no idea i have no idea so yes it's yes weird to go with new head coach and go straight to like winning record or like yeah the playoffs is it's too big of a lift for me yeah not not that it hasn't happened but i'm for my maddie dollars i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve take care of your maddie dollars exactly covet your maddie dollars audience Uh, okay so uh, out of that one the only one i have cash on is i do want to take that broncos under broncos i'm maddie dollar um not not a big not a big one not like last week no not which one you were all on yes three maddie dollars on miami yeah you were all in on the under because MGM had him. You had him at six. MGM had a nine and a half. So you were all That's, over that. That is an in, that number is insane. That number is absolutely insane. <laughs> you know what? Add a fourth Mabby dollar to that. I want another ticket. Going back to the window. Go back to the uh, window. Loading up. All right. right. Let's go. Um, let's go the Ravens. Ravens right into that AFC North. Okay. Um, Ravens. 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 Uh, team seem like they're moving in the right direction. Maybe kind of leveled out last year. Uh, I'm gonna go. Ten seems too high, but they do have an extra game. I'm gonna go ten. Very good. I went ten as well. It is ten and a half. Ten and a half. Wow. Yeah. Uh, a lot of love here. I don't. I don't know what to expect of the Ravens. I don't. I mean. 
I do expect them to, I mean, like what, 17 games now. So they need to go 11 and six, six losses. I mean, that seems, that seems right. But yeah. also, like, I could, I could see some letdown games. I mean, if Lamar Jackson is kind of figured out, which he might be, I mean, this is not a make or break for Lamar Jackson. Obviously the Ravens aren't going to move on, but I'm just, I'm really curious to see this performance last year. I think there was a slight drop off last year. And yeah, it, it's, it's the passing, right? Like, is he going to keep defenses honest enough to like worry about his passing or, or is he just going to be like this dynamic rusher who's just going to scramble out of the pocket? I mean, I, this team is unsophisticated offensively and, and that's hard in this league to like to gamble on let alone to like guarantee like oh yeah they're going to run through this at like a 12 you know 12 and 6 13 and 5 wait no 12 and 5 5 yes Yes. I can't. I keep adding more games to this. I like a total. <laughs> What's that, a 19 game season? What's going on? Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to mess with the Ravens. There's something that's just not going to mess with them. If there's not like a strong feeling of them, when I don't know what to expect, I don't know which way they're going to swing. I, I got to stay away. Yeah. All right. Let's go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Up Pittsburgh next. Steelers. Um. So looking at what's probably going to be Roethlisberger's last year, he would have retired if he didn't throw like eight interceptions in his last game. Right. <laughs> So that kind of made me feel like he was going to stick around for one more year to get a taste of it. Um, there's going to be a little legacy respect here, but I think people are super low on the Steelers. I have them at, but it's still like been rough. I have them at eight wins. Dude, we are simpatico today. I had eight wins nice. is eight and a half, eight and a half, which okay. I think is that like, very much Vegas. We're just going to split the difference. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Steelers are a very public team. So we're just going to kind of put it at 500. Public team. I mean, he could, you know, the Browns and Ravens definitely have them ahead of it. Ben Roethlisberger's nose has to win games, though. I mean, if he stays upright and healthy, like, does he have yeah. one? I mean, there's going to be a couple games that he wills to win. Um, yeah. Same with Tomlin. I mean, he, he's a proven fucking winner. Yeah. This is like a competent football team, but I could, I mean, could this be the year that they fall off? Ah, man, could, if, if Russell's Roethlisberger eats shit, like this could be, this could be an ugly team to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cause there was like whiffs of them ugly last year. I mean, they're definitely like at the end of whatever run they have, like yeah. some sort of rebuilding. There always seem to be like locker room issues. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, like, um, you know, um, What's the Antonio Brown. I mean, I know all those guys are gone, but there's just always been kind of this kind of like funk on do people like playing for Roethlisberger, you know, like is, you know, it's like Tomlin have the locker room. Like, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from this. I mean, I definitely, I, there's just, I'm going to give the Steelers a little bit of respect of being able to get to, you know, nine wins and be able to finish, you know, nine, nine and eight. Yeah. Definitely in the ballpark. But I mean, could they only win like seven games? Like, sure. Could Roethlisberger get injured and miss like six games? And was it Rudolph? Is he still the guy there? Uh, yeah. But you know what? Dwayne Haskins. Oh, that's right. Haskins has, has yeah. played very well for them. So he might be, uh, you know, their, their backup, which would be an upgrade over that Mason Rudolph guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to. We got two Ohio teams left. Let's go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati um, went wide receiver. The big thing I was wondering if they were going to go wide receiver to take care of Burrow or uh, offensive no, wide receiver line. to give him a weapon. Yeah, or offensive line to keep him upright. 
Uh, Burrow, like we talked about last week, been very vocal about how he's not happy with his performance and practice and stuff. Not exactly the ringing endorsement of confidence you want to hear. I like him. I think the offensive line is still an actual issue. If he can even stay healthy the entire time, I have them winning seven games. Ooh, I had no, 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 no. I I had it at uh, six and a half. I actually nailed it. It's six and a half. Yeah. 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 Just cause it's like, I, and, and that I feel is like, I, uh, I don't want to, it's hard and at that number to bet the under, but this confidence thing has really made me nervous about Cincinnati. Exactly. Yes. Cause we also know what he's walking into. Like we talked about last week, like if it was what the chiefs did and like there's a new offensive line and he's just like, I'm not really confident. It's just like, well, he'll get his footing as soon as he gets back there and he has more time. It's going to be the exact same thing it was last year. It's going to be people in his face. He's going to have no time. He's going to get hit over and over. And I think that is just, I mean, unfortunately, knock on wood, like I've been really excited about Burrow, but you know, these are the, we've seen this happen to quarterbacks. Like they lose that confidence. And like, once it's gone, like they're just, they're going to be forever backups, just a journeyman in the league now. This is, yes. Yes. Joe Burrow started his career at Ohio. He fell at the rest, transferred because he couldn't beat out one Dwayne Haskins. Went to LSU, played well, average, wasn't much of a high-end prospect coming up. Then had the Heisman year, national championship year, set the world on fire. Number one draft picked overall, goes to Cincinnati. Plays well, exciting, can do some things, uh uh-oh. Then tears up his knee, and now we're at this spot where mentally, like, he's not there anymore. So... My thing is, is like, did Joe Burrow lose the swagger that like kind of like catapulted him into this Heisman run? Did he have this kind of like, it was just your point. He rode the wave of the swagger without second guessing it. And now he like actually takes a turn, like to look in the mirror and be like, am I that good? And start like questioning. Is he going to fall back to the guy before then? Wow. Yeah. That's like, oh shit, this guy was like a third round draft pick coming into his senior season before that couldn't beat out some of the other guys at Ohio. You feel at the rest. Like yeah. I'm I'm very concerned for Joe Burrow's career. I know it sounds like very like, oh, it's too soon, but this isn't a guy that's like, all right, this guy has been anointed and we know what he's going to be. It'll just work through it. This is something like a precipice of Joe Burrow's career right here. Yeah. That's a great point, man. You know what? That makes me want to See, this is the kind of opportunities you want to look for, though. Like, if you really wanted to make this bet, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you would bet on. You'd be like, hey, like, I, like I'm like i seeing signs of no confidence with no offensive line still there. Like, with having to play the, you know, the NFC or the AFC West, like, that's a lot of a lot of combinations for not a good season. Give me one Mabby dollar on the under. Give me one. Ooh, Mabby. Let's do it. Good. All right. One Mabby dollar. Yeah, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet on. Under. Second half of the schedule is tough by week. Week 10, something to keep its eye on here. Yeah, and, we, and this is also could be like not a fan of Zach Taylor either. So, all right, the head coach there. All righty. Final, the team. The team that took the fucking Kansas City Chiefs to the final seconds there in their playoff game. Going to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Team we, we were on early. We were very, yeah, we, I mean, we created the hype and we were, we were, we did create the hype. I do. Yes. I, yes. We created the hype. 
Absolutely. We got fucking slapped for it a little bit. We got fucking we taken were, out of pack. We were a tad early. We were tad a little early. early on it. <laughs> like showing up to a dinner party half an hour early, not cool. It's not right. cool how early we came at boat. Right. We were like the we were like the boat that hit America before Christopher Columbus. We're like, hey, this place fucking rocks. This place is awesome. Exactly like that. Uh, I have them at ooh man, and I think everyone's loving the Browns driving up this number a little bit. I want to add the half, but I'm not going to. I have them at 11 wins. Dude, we're fucking dialed in. I have 11 too. It's not. It's 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. This would be a fun. This is a fun bet. Then the over on the Browns would be a be a fun time. Would be a fun time. Let's get our, our swagger back with the Cleveland. We're big in Cleveland because of that, by the huge. way. Yeah, huge in Cleveland. Uh, we're not big in Philadelphia. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Fuck those losers. Big in Cleveland. Uh, all right, give me, give me, uh, give me one Mavi dollar on those Browns too. Hell yeah. Let's do that over. Let's do that over. It's about time we got an over. Yeah, I mean, what they go, they go twelve and five, completely doable. Totally doable. Like beat the Bengals twice. Doable. They don't even have to go twelve and five. They have to go eleven and six. I know. Yeah, that's six losses. Fucking, we're gonna. Yeah, Baker, Baker Mavfield. Oh, oh, too soon. No, it's not too soon. It's, not too it's soon. back. It's back, dust, baby. Dust it off. Um. All right, guys, you got an email for us? Shoot us. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. We are catching up for those NFL futures. I know you guys are watching the calendar being like, oh, my God, it's episode 178, 179. When are these guys going to get into it? Well, we got into it. We had to double up a little bit. Listen to it twice. What's up? Make some mad me bets. Um, thanks for tuning in. Episode 180, MVP of the week. Who do you got most awesome? Oh, um, let's go all the, the, the first-year quarterbacks coming in there, coming and playing well. You guys did great. Good, good job on you. Great job. I'll take a little bit. Of that. I'll give MVP to Emerald Knights, the nice comic book store that let me get back into Magic the Gathering for the first time in three years. That's right, bro. Played a little tournament Friday night. Flopping those cards. Had these nerds slow rolling me so we could tie. It was a little fucked up, but my first time back playing, I like how we turn this MVP into a me thing. But yeah. first time back playing in like three years, I got um, eighth place out of 16 players. So right there in the middle. Noise. Not bad. Way to bury the fucking podcast early on. <laughs> open with that. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening in. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Pod, pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.